Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Effective Faith podcast. Each week we're answering questions about productivity, tools and things to help us get stuff done, and we think about theology and Christian living as well. Our aim here is that we get things done in a way that's going to support our well-being and help us to honour Jesus. My name's Chris Wood, I run Effective Faith, and I'm your host for the podcast. This week we've got another question uh, from another listener, and the aim of this podcast is to be helpful for you, the listeners. So if you do have any questions or struggles or confusions or whatever that relate to productivity, organisation or time management, or how this relates to Christian living and thinking, then please do send them in. My email address there is effectivefaith15.58 at gmail.com. That's the best way to do this. Or you can go to effectivefaith.org. That's my website. And there's a contact form on there. So if you've got questions, please send them in. I'd love to hear from you. So let's get to this week's question. Our listener says, I currently have four screens on my desktop computer with three different web browsers open, each with 10 plus tabs with the websites I use most regularly, multiple documents or windows open in Word, Excel and File Manager. The temptation is to think that this saves reopening time and half finished tasks being forgotten. I have tried task managers in the past, but I find it discouraging to see all of the things that I haven't managed to do. And I fear that this can make me more reactive than strategic. What do you advise? Well, thank you very much for the question. I do appreciate it. Really, uh, this question seems to me to be related to focus and to organisation. And there's lots that I could say in in my response to this. Honestly, I think that having some kind of an organisation system, any kind of organisation system, is important. To a degree, the actual system that you use doesn't matter. You see, boiling it right down to its absolute basics, trying to navigate modern day knowledge work without some kind of an organisation and planning system would be like trying to walk from one end of the country to the other end of the country without a map or a compass. It's doable, but very difficult. Most people will gain benefit from whatever system they employ, because having a system is better than not having one. Where you see someone who seems really, really productive, they likely have a solid and a simple system behind them. At this point, you might point to that one person that you know who's really, really productive, but doesn't seem to have any kind of a system at all. Well, there will be exceptions to this rule, but more than likely, They do have a system, but it's intuitive rather than thought through and mapped out. And it likely involves a large degree of mental clarity over what's important to them and a significant amount of discipline to follow through on that. You see, as I've said before, simple systems tend to be more effective than complicated ones. So, as for Uh, Something like the full focus planner approach, which is a productivity system that was referenced by the listener. I don't know a lot about it, but a quick glance online at the website would suggest that at its core, what this is aiming to do is to get you to think ahead, 
to prioritize your daily tasks into three big things and then a short additional list of other important tasks and then to plan your time for the day so you don't allocate too much to it and you don't allocate to it more than is going to be possible to achieve. You see, this is a very good core approach. My experience is that people get discouraged because they plan more than is reasonable to achieve. My far too often quoted illustration of planning as though you're Superman and will get green lights all the way springs to mind. You reach the end of the day with a huge list of things not done and you get discouraged. My experience is that people get overwhelmed when they aren't clear on what they should be doing right now. You look at a list that's far too long, it's impossible to choose. Or you fear that there's many things unknown and so there might be something important or urgent that you're just missing. Or because you feel like you can never get everything you need to do done and so picking what to do right now feels futile or because you aren't clear on which tasks are important and which are not relative to all of the other tasks on the list. My experience is that in these cases we default to reactive mode. We target for whatever's easiest to hit or whatever's shouting at us the loudest. So I'm going to consider some of the specific things from the question and hopefully it's going to be helpful. Firstly, on the issue of multiple browsers, tabs, windows and documents and saving time to reopen them, I'd say the following. Unless you've got a lightning fast machine, having three browsers with 10 plus tabs open as well as multiple documents and windows, that's going to slow down your computer and overall you're going to lo lose more time than you save but you might not notice it quite so much. Unless you also, unless you have the ability to totally blot out anything beyond what you're currently working on with laser focus, then having all of these tabs and browsers and windows open, well, if it were me, it would cause constant distraction and it would far more likely cost me a significant amount of time and far more than any I saved. So I would advise close the tabs, close the browsers, close the documents, and only have open what is directly re relevant to what you're working on right now. But I suspect that you knew that I would start here. Secondly, I would say that for most people, Whatever your role in life, it is helpful periodically to get right back to basics. Carl Pauline, somebody who I read, follow, listen to a lot, talks about identifying your core work. That's his thing, but it is helpful. If you're employed, this would be the work that you're paid for. If you're self-employed, this would be the work that earns you money. If you're a church minister, for example... Some of this can be harder to define, I accept that, but I would advise that we all periodically try and set aside time to consider your role, consider your work, and work out what are the core aspects of that and what they would need to be. For example, you might put in things, if you're a church minister, like sermon prep, Bible study prep, pastoral meetings, theological study and reading, as well as considering vision and direction and other bigger picture things of longer term value. 
Some of your core work is going to be stuff that needs to be done every day. Some will be every week. Other bits will be much less frequent than that. But being clear on what this is in your own mind is really helpful in making decisions about what to do. And crucially, making decisions about what not to do. Now, because of my own personal experience, I would add here, don't just consider your work, but every area of your life. I find it all too easy to focus my attention on work, giving less attention to my family and my health. This might look like just not giving time to it, or it might mean that we do give time to these things, but without any real thought as to what we're going to do with that time. As I said, I include this because of my own experience. Thirdly, something else that I find really helpful is to periodically seek to build out an inventory of everything that's on my plate and everything that's on my mind. As I said, personally, I feel there's more effective ways of tracking all of this than simply having it all open on your computer all of the time. I find it a really valuable exercise to sit down, take some time out and allow my brain to just wander over all of the things that are on my mind and write them all down. Some of these things, uh, they might be things that you decide on reflection aren't important and you're not going to worry about them, or they're things that would not be worth the cost and the time of actually doing them. Or they might be things that simply you cannot physically do at this particular point in time in life. That's okay. Once you've written them down, and once you've made a conscious decision about them, they will no longer tug at your mind in the same way. Fourthly, I would say it sounds like the missing step here might be having some kind of a means of planning. I know many people who feel that they have too much to do to spend an hour each week planning the next week, an hour each month planning the next month, etc, etc. They feel they're too busy. It is my view that taking this time is incredibly valuable and provides an awful lot more worth than just spending an extra hour uh, working on whatever's on your task list. And in the long run, it's going to save you a lot more time. Taking the time to plan is the only way that we can avoid being reactive. It's the only way that we can exercise intentionality and control over our time. As I've mentioned before, Taking some time out to plan helps us avoid that situation of only doing the low-hanging fruit, only doing the things that might neatly fit on a task manager or a to-do list. But any plans that we make for our days, for our weeks, our months and our years need to be tailored to all of our different roles and all of our different responsibilities across the whole of our life. So this might mean that we plan to set aside time to brainstorm, to dream about future ideas, future ministries, future things that we want to do for our work and our family and our health. It might mean that we set aside time in the week for important aspects of our role that wouldn't really be classified as tasks. If you're in ministry, this might be um, pastoral meetings or things like that. It might mean that we plan to set aside time for family or for exercise. 
things that you wouldn't necessarily put on a to-do list. Basically, what I'm saying is a good plan for your week or your month is going to involve more than just deciding what tasks you're going to do on which day. When it comes to planning, something I've often considered is Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I think this is helpful. I don't think it means that any and all planning beyond today is inherently wrong. I do think it is helpful to recognise that actually what you do today is all that matters today. This is true in the sense that tomorrow may never happen for various reasons. It's true in the sense that any number of things may happen that mean whatever you had planned for tomorrow or the next day is now completely obsolete. You just don't know. You don't have that perfect foresight. So in a very real sense, what is most crucial is what you're going to do today. Therefore, I would say fifthly, consider carefully how you allocate things to your day and how you prioritise it. You cannot do everything. It's not unusual that you might end the day with some things unfinished. And if this is happening consistently, then it likely means that you're allocating more to the day than is possible. And so this is something that you need to tweak. Personally, I find it helpful to consider two or perhaps three big impact tasks for the day that I will aim to do if all else fails. I would consider those in advance to select the things that are significantly important. Sometimes they would be important things from my regular work. Other times they would be things to move things forward or develop new ideas. And I would say, aside from when you're doing planning, the only things that you need to see on your list and on your calendar for today are the things that you're intending to do today. Everything else can be hidden until it becomes relevant. You don't need to be worrying about it if it's not something that you're wanting to do today. Obviously, there are exceptions and there will be surprises. I'm not denying that. Honestly, I think the biggest thing here is grace and faith. We don't have perfect wisdom. We don't have perfect foresight. We have limited capacity and we're sinners. We will make mistakes in our decisions about what to do and what not to do. We need faith in God and trust in his grace in order to be content with the decisions we make about what to do and what not to do. We need faith in God and trust in his grace to be content and at peace with all of the good things that we would love to do, but that we cannot achieve because of our finite and limited nature and because of our selfish and sinful nature. You see, the best planning and productivity system in the world can help us be more effective, but they cannot overcome basic fundamental human weakness and they cannot overcome our sin. So grace and faith are the most important things to focus on in all of these considerations. I hope this is helpful. If you want to come back at me on any anything that I've said there, then please do, whether you're the original question 
a questioner or if you're just a listener, if you've got any further thoughts or questions, please do come back to me. And if you have found this valuable, please do share share this podcast on social media. I would really appreciate that. And please, if you if you value the podcast, subscribe, like, uh, leave a review on your podcast app of choice. That really helps to get the podcast seen by more people. And if you know of anyone who you think this particular episode might be helpful for, then please do pass it on to them. And then thanks again for listening. And remember, you can be very productive without being very effective.